Hello, everyone out there on the internet. My name is Chris, and you are tuned in to Culture Lust, episode 31. The only show that we know of where we sit around and we talk about a movie that we were given randomly off of Netflix. I'll be hosting the day, and I'm joined as always, good friend James. What is up? I'm so excited for this movie. I got to say that Kid Rock did an amazing job in this film. (laughs) I was thoroughly impressed by his acting chops. And uh, what's her face from Sex and the City? What's what's her name? I have no idea. Come on, what's her name? Why am I drawing a blank right now? Oh my God! Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker that's what I was as Rodeo. She, she did an oh, amazing oh, job as oh. Rodeo. I and never that would have been a lot better if you had not forgot who it was. That's true. <laughs> but still, I applaud you. Oh, God. Oh, we'll get way into that. To, way to sell that. the joke, Griggs. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my bad. oh shit! I didn't. Okay. All right. Like. And and okay. also joining us is our clueless reviewer, Griggs. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> no, I'm not clueless, but good evening. So in case you didn't know, from, you know, uh, us just uh, basically giving it up, uh, we're talking about the 2015 movie Rodeo and Juliet. So <laughs> uh, as IMDb describes this movie as A big city girl goes to the country and meets a special horse and young cowboy who teaches her to barrel race while her mother reconnects with a local rancher she was in love with 20 years earlier. Oh, man, this movie. It was something else, wasn't it? Wasn't it? (laughs) I mean, uh, so. Griggs. Yes, uh, you were uh, you were around. Last week when when uh, everyone recorded, I apologize. I missed that. Sorry for anyone who missed my rants and my anger. Uh, but uh, I'm back today. Griggs, when this movie got announced and you were told that you had to watch this to go from Star Wars to this. What was your first reaction? Had you seen this before? Had you even heard of this movie before? No, not in the least. When I think it was when um when this one was announced, I was like it. <laughs> we made, of course, we made fun of the um poster for it, like, and I said, okay, so this should be fun. But um, I thought it was going to be horrible. And when horseable. I said horrible, that was going to be horseable. <laughs> Can we get well, like a horse pun counter? <laughs> okay, start. I think that's three right there so far. One, two, three. Okay, so but um, hey, rope it in, guys. Okay, this is serious. Oh, come on, <laughs> four. <laughs> four. So yeah, I'm not even gonna put the cover back on my pen. No, but, let's um, just put the blinders on and focus. <laughs> five. It was. I don't know. Like I said, like I was um, talking last time about um with Rogue One, if I haven't seen a movie, I go in with no expectations and try to at least look at it from a, like I said, a non-biased standpoint. But I was pleasantly, how can I say, I was pleasantly 
mad about having to watch this movie. So those are my initial, like, you know, those are my initial thoughts on it. Where I was like, oh, fuck, here we go with yeah. some bullshit. And I mean, like, what was the horror movie? The horror movie that we watched? The, um, the only horror movie I watched? The, 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 the VHS. VHS. VHS viral. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, VHS. VHS viral. I, I thought that, like, um, like I thought that was going to be horrible, but it wasn't that bad. I found comedy in it. Like, it wasn't that bad to me. Right, right. And I kind of went into this one the same way, like, not trying to be biased about it or anything like ah. that. And it actually turned out to be my saving grace. We'll get into that with the good points, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, right, 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 right. All right. All star cast. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, when I, yeah. I don't know when I when I messaged the guys and was like, "Hey, what are we watching?" and I saw this, uh, my initial imp- my initial reaction was to make a uh, an animal porn joke, because <laughs> um, I thought, "Hey, it's called Rodeo and Juliet. At least there might be some hot girl on horse action," and there was some girl on horse action, but. Not the kind that I was expecting, but you know, to be honest, you know, I saw this. I read the description. I don't watch trailers or anything like that. But to be honest, I probably had initial reaction was probably the least enthused to watch this movie out of any other movie we have drawn on Culture Lust to date, simply because it to me. It just smacked of a movie that was going to be formulaic and predictable and bland and boring and cliche. And I absolutely hate those types of movies. So I went into this. I went into this thinking there's no way I'm going to get through it sober. Um, <laughs> that was my initial reaction. Like I, I hated this movie based on the title and like the two sentence description alone. So you know, I still sat down, I watched it, I gave it its fair due, and whether or not this movie disappointed me or proved me right remains to be seen. We'll talk about that later. James, what about you? When um, when you decided to pick this movie last week to torture me, um, what were you thinking? And explain why I shouldn't try and kill you. So, for the listeners out there that have wanted to get to know James better, from the show, I decided to share a piece of my heart with not only the hosts, but also our audience out there. And this is my go-to breakfast film. Every morning <laughs> I wake up, make some peppermint cocoa, right? Yeah. Warm my feet by the fire and I watch Rodeo and Juliet. This is how I start mm-hmm. my day. <laughs> Why so, do you hate America? <laughs> do you start it from the beginning or do you have, I have my moments? You- I have my okay. moments, you know. Um right. the uh the hey I hate you and I want you out of my life to 12 seconds later I'm in love with you and we're getting married moment is my favorite. Let's get married. This <laughs> is my, my, my complete emotional baggage dumpage favorite, of course. <laughs> and then um any scene with a bulletproof mullet does it for me on this one. (laughs) So when I decided to share this film with the rest of you guys, I was nervous, you know, as most people are when they let their walls down. And I was 
a little worried about being judged. And I'm, I'm glad that everyone is so accepting of my favorite movie to ever exist. And, um, well, we have no, I, fi- I this, this, this fucking, this fucking movie. Oh, no, 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 <sighs> no, James. No, you had your rant with, uh, what was it called? Uh, I, I don't feel at home on this planet anymore. You do not get to rant that this no, is my rant. Do not take this from me. I've, we've all equally ranted multiple times. I know, but I want movies. this one. I'm not going to steal your thunder. Please don't. I won't gallop away with it. <laughs> <laughs> but man, oh shit! This is so I don't even. Wow. This is something that like comes on the Hallmark Channel, isn't it? Like this is exactly. This is fucking something yes, weird. The Hallmark so, Channel, Lifetime, or the Disney—not not a Disney, um, a Nickelodeon special. These movies are made for people with dementia who forget what they're watching. 12 minutes in and then they're like oh yeah oh that's she's yeah she found a bulletproof mullet boyfriend yeah oh she's riding a horse now this is this is adorable i was i laughed man when this fucking movie popped up dude i was i was giggling just because i knew it was gonna be so terrible but terrible on like a different level because you know we're used to watching chris's fucking cheese ball horror films where it's just like just poor acted and the production value is not there or maybe it is yeah, well, I mean, like miss potential what, what do you expect when you when you made a movie for 50 dollars? I know, right i know but this one like had money and they had some actors and like i mean because this chick came from one of your movies right uh cabin in the woods or whatever or cabin, oh, cabin hey fever now. some shit she like came, that right she came from yeah. the 2016 remake oh okay well anyway Which, like so this was out before was, that right <laughs> She she was in um, Supergirl, an episode of Supergirl. She was in Whoa, oh, oh, we all know how well that show's doing. But <laughs> well, <laughs> not doing I well, like I it. I mean, I watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, fucking. Yeah. Oh. So this movie starts with some great stock footage of what's supposed to be New York. They use like the same shot of the apartment building like two times. I know, right? <laughs> I know. And, and, and then we get the great acting off the bat. Between yeah. some random chick and a, and another random chick. She's not random. She was the cleavage girl that was in the elevator in Liar Liar. Oh. All right. You don't remember like Jim Carrey was like, oh, hey, first day. And she's like, yeah, everyone's oh. being so nice. And he's like, no, yeah, actually, that was, huge jugs. that was Tracy Adele. No, man, that's. It's on she, she was in. Oh Lion, no, no, no! Lion, I'm though. sorry, Tracy Adele. Uh, she's a Playboy playmate. She was in Dumb and Dumber. Never mind. My yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, she don't ask how I know that. Shut up. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, so when this movie started, did it do anything whatsoever to make you think this wasn't going to be exactly what you were expecting when you were getting into it? Because for me, I'm gonna save discussing these specific talking points because i have a lot to say and it's going to come out in one big brain vomit so (laughs) james after we got these stock footage and they start setting the foundation of what this movie's going to be like you know the whole mother and daughter going to the country the the bullshit i predicted the shit out of this movie 
Yeah. Oh, of course. Like four minutes in, it's it's my third line of notes. I was like, <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah. they're both gonna find love. She's gonna be inspired. She's gonna write some shit. They're both gonna stay at the ranch and they're gonna live yeah. happily ever after. See, like, I actually yeah. forgot that the mom was a writer until like three quarters of the movie. Then the problem. Well, I don't want to get into negatives because you know. That's not how we do things, but I've got so many issues with so many oh, things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So do I. But no, nah, man, like it, it. Yeah, you're right. Like it totally. You knew what you were getting. This is a safe film. That's the. that's really the only thing I can describe it as this. This is safe. It's not trying to be visionary by any means. It's not definitely not trying to tell any kind of story that is. Um, I don't even know what the word, man edgy not even edgy it's it's just yeah it's just it's it's a hallmark film man or disney channel i would not be surprised yeah. if this is something that miley cyrus started when she was younger like, you know what i mean like this is something and they that you just edited her out i'm just saying like this is something you would see like hannah montana right, doing right, right, it's, it's right. one of those fucking movies that you you rent because you know you've got 12 year olds having a sleepover or some shit you know you know i would hope i would hope um that the bastard that my bastard devil offspring should i have any if they were 12 years old would still have better standards than this and and that's what i thought while watching it i said okay because i have a 20 year old 18 year old uh 15 year old and uh 13 year old and a 10 year old and i said amazing considering you're only 25 i know I was busy, but um, it's cool, Greg. Nobody else needs kids. Jesus, he he had enough for me, so I cannot have any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? All right, but anyway, right back to more important issues with Rodeo and Juliet. Um, I said, would my daughter sit through and watch this whole thing? And I said, probably. If. I made her, or if we were watching it together, <laughs> she would watch it. She like trouble, damn it! Sit down and watch this. Watch this. But any of the other kid, kids, Solomon, straight up, dad, this is trash. I can't watch this. <laughs> Dominique would have been on her phone twenty five seconds into the movie. Elijah would be asleep, and Jasmine would just look at me with disgust on her face the entire time. <laughs> we had to watch this. I mean, <laughs> but well, okay. I'm just gonna go into it. I was getting a tattoo, and I was watching an action movie, and limbs were being broken, heads were splattering, <laughs> and my arm was on fire. I couldn't watch that. I had a drama which had kids in it, and it was a little emotional, so couldn't watch that. So then I put on Rodeo and Juliet, and I swear, I felt no pain the entire time <laughs> that I was getting this tattoo. And I sat there, I watched it, I actually watched it one and a half times, because when he got to the part, like right there on my inner, like my chest, and it was hurting, I went directly to, Ro- right directly to this movie. And I don't know whether the, the movie took the pain away or the movie was that painful because uh, I, I couldn't even laugh at the parts that was supposed to be funny or like a little bit of humor but um 
Yeah, so right now, this movie was my saving grace for five hours. <laughs> five hours. So, See, I, I think that might just be sort of like if you have a headache and then you like break your finger, you suddenly don't have a headache anymore. I think that's probably the kind of stuff yeah, you, you, you made your pain to, man. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there you go. That, that, that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, the movie was horrible. I would set fire to it right now. <laughs> We're skipping right to the end of the episode. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But I would never watch this movie again. I mean, I'm not going to get into the good parts, the bad parts, but at the time, it was what I needed. It was exactly what I needed at the time. Something to take my mind away from what was going on. So, so I don't know. Um, I think overall, this movie wasn't that bad in terms of its execution. I don't know if that necessarily counts as a, an up or as something favorable, but it's all I got. So it was tolerable. Like, I, I will definitely give it that. I didn't find myself getting upset at the film or doing a time check or. Oh, really? Getting annoyed. You didn't do a time check at all? No. Griggs, how many time no. checks for you? None. I actually rewound it. Are you serious? It. I, I, I actually went back to a part to watch it again, but it was, once again, for the pain. I went back to a part and I was like, okay, so what did Monty say? Because I couldn't hear him because, like, you know, all the noise was around I, I did my everything. first time check two and a half minutes in. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I was laying on the couch and my corgi was laying on my chest, so I was very comfortable. Yeah. And I think I just kind of, you know... I was like Griggs, like I had to have a distraction. I was, I was zenned out. So the movie was just playing. And um, yeah. I, See, I did not roll. have the same experience. <laughs> it was like you paid your nine, $9.50 to go watch this shit in the movie. It was tolerable though. It really was. It, like, it, it was. Is that the best thing you have to say about it? Oh, uh, the scenery is beautiful. The ranch is gorgeous. Yes. And that's that true. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, that gets into a negative. Um, I have a positive. The actresses, like the, the, I don't know. God, you know, it's bad when we're just trying to find something. Dude, I was so torn as to whether Juliet was actually like good looking or not. Like she has to be decent looking because she's obviously a professional actress. Right. So like, like not to say you can't be ugly and not be famous in movies because like Paul Giamatti, but like. Hey, that man is a national <laughs> I love Giamatti. I don't want it. Like, please. He is this generation Steve Buscemi. Let me text him. Let me apologize. Oh my God. Anyway. But yeah, Steve Buscemi, you know, like, not wrong? you can obviously become an actor if you are good at acting. And then in the case when people aren't that great at acting, like, usually they have looks to carry them in. And then sometimes you get the mix where it's like they're both good looking and they're great actors. <laughs> Brad Pitt. But then. With this mm. chick, I was like trying to decide. I was like, is she good looking? Is she not? And then like some angles, attractive. some angles. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, she's attractive. But then she would make like some weird fucking faces. And I'm just yeah, like, not, oh, she was arguing with that was when she smiled. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, stop, that. Smiled, stop that. Stop that. Whatever you're doing, great. stop that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, God, dude. And she, then like she kind of looked like a shark that was trying to like dislocate her bottom <laughs> jaw, or like a snake trying to dislocate her bottom jaw to try and like swallow a fucking. Uh, like, I don't want to like personally hate on her because pineapple like, or some shit. <laughs> she just she had some odd faces that threw me for a loop at times, 
Mm-hmm. And she did so much facial acting. Yeah, and the cameras love to be just like right up in everybody's face where you can see every goddamn pore and ingrown hair on their face. <laughs> or her bad boob job, but... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, she shows that bad bad boob job off on of the 2016 Cabin Fever. Oh, I haven't seen it. I just was looking it's, at her IMDb page. If I you it was really want to see fever. her boobs, watch that movie. If you're no, not, I'm good. I'm good. Stay away. You can I tell because you could like fit a football between like when whenever she was wearing <laughs> like a summer kind of shirt, like yeah. her cleavage was like two miles apart. It was like three mile <laughs> island in there. Like. And, and I'm sorry, dude. Uh, I don't even remember his name. Boyfriend guy. Boyfriend guy. Uh, he's supposed to. He's the he's the the Mortimer. The, Marty. Monty. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Monty. Okay, look. Monty, I get it. Uh, home, home, homeboy was supposed to be like the teenage girl's love interest. Motherfucker was 40. Okay. There's, at least 30. There's tons Dude of chicks out there. To me. I, he looked to me like that creepy ass gym teacher that you had in high school that'd been doing that job way too damn long and liked watching the girls when they were playing volleyball slays. just a little too much. Bet she he slays. Oh, most definitely. No, really, what I want to know is what was Sam Winchester doing in this movie? <laughs> like, is this what happened oh, after you like let Dean become a demon and got the mark of Cain? You just left and fucking went and worked on a ranch somewhere down in Louisiana? Well, yeah, of course. God damn you, Sam Winchester. Yeah. Well, what about the judge? He was probably he worked in the house. I'm pretty sure yeah. his office was, was in the fucking house. That, okay. <laughs> And that's what I was wondering. Where was that? <laughs> because they, they would drive somewhere else to go. Oh, I got to go see the judge. I got to go see the judge. No, I think that was a different house. But it, it must have been his house. I think I really think what it was. it was is they, no, I think they only had like so many uh, shooting right. locations. So they yeah, just reskinned they things. It. Yeah, God, they shot in the so same many house. parts in this movie where you just had no concept of time. Like they'll have one scene where they're talking and then the next scene they're like, they're talking like the one scene when they're like talking about like they just got to the ranch and they're trying to put everything back together and then like it'll do like a a, a fade and it'll fade back in or like oh man all these days of work and sure got me tired and I'm like wait like five seconds ago you were just yeah you just I was trying to tell like what the, what the timeline how was long and... have you been here yeah. Jesus Christ and I, I believe they did mess up on part of it because they won't how long were they supposed to be there two weeks right. Well, it was the judge said, like, whenever this thing gets resolved, it could take a 30, you know, up to 30 days or something like that. So they tried to give some sort of time frame. And then there was like a point where, you know, like it was the morning time and she was like making breakfast. And like, obviously, her publisher called with the deadline, which I found hilarious because like teenage daughter oh, or I'm assuming teenage daughter. She's also like 20 something in real life, but oh, I have no cell service. Oh yeah, that's that's a shame, honey. Let me walk into the house and call my fucking publisher on the cell phone real quick. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And really, how far out in the middle of nowhere do you have to be to not have cell service? I don't know. That was a gorgeous, and I mean, that was a gorgeous ranch. That's a high end, like million dollar. Exactly. Ranch. And you're like and you're telling me that Miss famous author couldn't just call up the cable company and be like hey uh set me up for some internet or not even and that get like fucking internet it's not oh, that hard man i live out in the middle of nowhere i live in basically fucking hillbilly compton i got internet come on man you telling me i mean like seriously like come on now i don't know i don't know 
No, the, the reason why I asked was because at the end he said it, the guy that wanted to initially buy the ranch, he said, um, "Oh, Dwight McPlot Device." Yeah, him. Because <laughs> so I couldn't said, remember his name, so I just called him Dwight Plot Device. He said, um, "Well, if you can teach her to ride like that in five weeks." But I says, "Wait a minute." The mother said two weeks earlier. Yeah, like, exactly. like what the? Wait a minute. Maybe I fell asleep or something. I don't know, but I don't know. No. Yeah, know. that whole character existed just for the sake of plot reasons. I'm going to give you the money that you would have won by barrel racing, but you lost. Why? Because happy ending. What? Well, well, I did think that um, I did think that she was going to um, I did think she was going to win. I was it. I mean, it was the most okay. Can we talk about the climactics, you know, uh, barrel race for a moment? Was that not the most tepid and boring climactic competition you have ever seen in a movie? Even the announcer couldn't get up for this. He was like, and we saw a new record at 15.75 seconds, and we're gonna be coming. Yeah. So, I'm just like, wow, dude. I think this movie was made for a somewhat specific demographic and it was it's it's one like Jones and we've all talked about it. You know, Jones especially talks about it in terms of uh, oh, and for the listeners, Warner Jones got a new mic and his mixer is acting up and he had to take it out back and shoot it. So he's having some mic difficulties right now, but he'll be Just back next week. Yeller. Anyway, so we've talked about how like the movie industry is a business after all, right? And this is no different than, in my opinion, investing in like a uh, 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 the a CD or some shit at yeah your bank, right? Like, hey, I'm gonna put so much money in, you keep it for you know eight months while you make this movie, and then it'll come out, and I get my money back with some money on top. Like that's what this feels like to me in terms of let's make a movie for kids and people who love horses and. You know, the Hallmark grandmas. And it's like, yeah, I'll invest in that and just give me like, you know, 20% interest back or some shit. Like, who knows? But that's why I feel like this was just a fucking paint by numbers cookie cutter. Yeah, that's, yeah. See, that's fine. That's fine. And I, and I fully understand that. And actually, I 100% agree with you that I, I think that's exactly what this movie is. And I think that a lot of movies ultimately end up being just that because yeah, you're right. You know, not to go over what you said, but you're right. It is a business. The point is to ultimately make money and all that kind of stuff. However, I do not feel that that absolves this movie. From I'm not saying the, it absolves the, it. The, no, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm, I'm not countering anything you're saying. I'm 100% agreeing. I'm adding to it. And also say, like I said, I don't think this absolves this movie from being the absolute storytelling travesty that it actually is. See, I think this is, this embodies the absolute worst type of storytelling media you can possibly get. This is the worst type of movie that can possibly get made. Period. <laughs> I don't think this is the worst movie ever made. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is the worst type of movie that can ever get made. And I know I get it. I know that sounds like I'm being very contradictory to opinions that I've shared in the past. I like bad movies. I, some of my favorite all time movies could be considered bad movies. But they at least 
did something. They did something. Even Freddy in the Sky was trying to take an established brand and do something different, take it in a different direction. Even um, a lot of bad horror movies, they're either just trying to cater to a mindless demographic or they're trying to do something unique and and exceptional and whether they succeed or fail is is completely subjective but they're still attempting to do something something this movie is an abomination this movie is 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 completely abhorrent when it when it when it comes down to it especially from a storytelling standpoint because this movie doesn't do anything it does nothing it doesn't try anything different. It doesn't even try to formulate legitimate, realistic characters that you can relate to. And you can have a movie that's just a cash grab. You can have a uh, a movie that's that's directed towards 12 year old girls and still make it centered around, re, you know, actual characters and give it some life, give it some charm, give it something, anything. God, do something different other than taking every single cliche you can possibly imagine and cramming it into one shitty film. Oh, my God, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> now, I understand. That. On the grand scheme of things, nothing is truly original anymore. I get it. I get it. I understand that if you boil down a movie into its core plot concepts, the biggest difference between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, the movie franchises, is essentially just a shiny coat of paint. I get that. Well, because they're both considered the hero's journey and all this and whatnot, right? I get that. I get that. But what makes those movies great is the fact that there are visuals there are characters, there's something that makes these movies unique, something that the people who created this wanted people to feel. This movie was made and it exists. It does nothing else. It does absolutely nothing for the art form. It does nothing for storytelling. It is, it is there. It exists. And to me, that is the absolute worst thing you can say about a piece of artwork. It merely exists. And that's what this piece of shit is. <laughs> it exists. It doesn't stimulate. It doesn't captivate. It doesn't even attempt to innovate. It's just fucking there. And I hated every moment of it. Absolutely. Every second. I was doing time checks every two goddamn minutes. I was tortured. Because nothing, every scene was, you knew exactly what was going to be said. You knew exactly how the whole thing was going. You could probably state the dialogue. You could watch this movie the first time and state the dialogue as it's happening. It's so cheese dick and cliche. I mean, oh my God. About how they take what's allegedly years of interpersonal strife and conflict between two people. And there's one fucking monologue between them. And suddenly everything's okay. What? Dialogue. It would have been a dialogue, but yeah. You, you spend the whole fucking movie building that there's this tense relationship between a mother and a daughter. And then the mother goes, bah, bah, I did stuff and I, I ran away. And the daughter's like, oh shit, that sucks. We're like totally cool now. Why was it such a, like, uh, a secret for her to talk to the guy just because they had no problems? Shit. I mean, it was. Uh, but you know what though? That whole 
everything you just said about this movie having no relevance or anything like that. While I was getting the tattoo, I compared it to a car. You can. It's a ninety-eight. Gray, it's a gray ninety-eight Jeep Grand Cherokee. Oh no 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 no! This car <laughs> right here was a, a eighty-four Yugo. Oh, this was car was a, a 1979 Pinto. And I'm not so, talking about uh, go back to 1979. How much horsepower would you say it has? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Eight. Eight horse puns. So, um, okay. Is that before or after you push it off a cliff? I'd probably say after. <laughs> but but anyway, so okay, so I had, no, that's before. No, shit, them things were weak as hell. Anyway, all right. So you have a Yugo or you have a Bugatti. Okay. That is Rogue one, Rogue one is a Bugatti. But uh, let's keep it within horse movies. Hildago okay. is a Bugatti. Okay, Hidalgo. Yes. Hidalgo is good. Well then why so, not just say Hidalgo is a Mustang? Uh, come on now, we're going, <laughs> come on, way to ruin no, it. Yeah, horse pun, James, horse pun. Nah, no, 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 Okay, nah, nah, anyway. shut up. Okay, so wait a minute, but this is what <laughs> I'm saying. Finish. This is how come it wasn't that, I mean, it was bad, but it was what I needed. I needed a car at this time. I didn't need a fucking Bugatti because a Bugatti, I'm going to be paying too much attention, like, you know, to the bells and whistles. I knew what was going to happen in this movie. Therefore, I don't know. It just took my mind away from the fucking pain <laughs> that was going on in my arm. So hey, this was my Yugo. I had safe. no Bugatti. It's a safe move. I had, I had no Lamborghini. Hell, I didn't have a Honda Accord. Hell, I didn't have a, a 98 Jeep Cherokee. I had a Yugo. And this Yugo was what I needed at the time. So that's my rant. That's my Chris moment right there. Yeah, man, like it's 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 a safe movie, like I said before, and it's very generic. Even the music, the fucking music, the music is so oh goddamn good. And then they the had song, music? the song at the end, <laughs> like sings about barrel racing. Yeah. It's so fucking oh bad. But, oh, Jones needs to edit that song in. I don't care if we got rights to it or not. Fucking edit that shit. It was hilarious. That should be a new theme song. Yeah. So like. <sighs> Did you catch the part when he went to go kissing? He just came outside from working and he had his gloves on. And he just like put them all in her hair and over her face and everything. <laughs> See, I was looking for shit to pick pick apart with it. Like, and that was like the the main. I was like, how in the hell are you just gonna put I your just, hands? The thing that bothered me is like there was just a lack of substance. There's as as is the fucking norm, the standard, the bar for culture lust is missed potential, right? So no, 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 no. no I'm with Chris. No, there was no potential no, for this. No, there's no, tons no, no, of no, no, potential no. here. No, what? there was not. Yes, there is. No. Like you're just gonna okay, shut me down without hearing my point. Okay. No, no, I'm about to say enlightenment. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize, James. I'll, I'll give you a hug next time. Ones. I was just Jeez. saying the only potential this movie has is if you completely remake it into a completely different movie, it might be good. No, I don't even think it needs a, uh, a heavy remake. Like, I, I'm yes, we're going to need some rewrites, but it's not heavy. <laughs> like, the mom, so they pay off her character development way too late, in my opinion, because I'm just annoyed. And they should have set it up better in terms of 
why she left, like why she wouldn't even go to her father's funeral. Funeral, yeah. Like that, that was a kind of a big thing. I was like, what, really? You didn't even like you're a, a New York best, you know, New York Times bestselling author, and you can't even go to a, a funeral. Like, is there a reason why? And she's like, I was at a book signing. What the fuck? Like. Yeah, it's your father's Kanye cancels <laughs> concerts like you can fucking cancel a book signing <laughs> you know like if they would have done some like real backgrounds with the mom in terms of why she has this trouble past why she fled to New York why she's upset with Hugh and like they did but it just wasn't quite enough and it was just very tacked on and just kind of like oh yeah by the way here's here's reasons and then they could have done more in terms of developing the relationship between mother and daughter, because I don't buy that she's an angsty teen. And the reason why I don't buy is she's an angsty teen, because the only fucking thing she complained about while she was at the ranch outside of the city was, oh, I don't have cell service. All of her friends were complaining. They're like, oh, what about shopping and blah, blah, blah. Like, she didn't say any of that. She just nodded with them. But when she gets there, she's only concerned about Internet, right? She has no troubles adjusting with bonding with the horse, no troubles adjusting, finding friends, going to a barn dance, meeting a guy like she doesn't seem to have any adjustment issues. So she's not angsty. So where's this attitude coming from? Why did her and the mom don't get along? Like, give me that background. That's what I'm talking about in terms of miss, miss like potential here, you know? Like, so I, for instance, Thursday, I did therapeutic outing. We take our patients out horseback riding and they do this really cool exercise called round penning and it's a confidence builder and as well as a chance to build a relationship and a bond with this animal so they take the horse into this round pen they have this whip on a stick kind of thing they don't actually touch the horse the horse is free to roam about in this circle pen right and they just kind of swing this whip to get the horse going in a direction it's like running in a circle basically around this pen clockwise counterclockwise whatever and after you've done that for a couple of minutes you change your body language and cut the horse off and make it go the other way right kind of showing like hey i'm working you i'm in charge this is what i want you to do and then oh god discord anyway <laughs> people are posting shit in discord listeners and it's distracting but so during this, oh, round, <laughs> during this round pen exercise, right, you cut the horse off, you make it go a different direction. You do this a few more times and then you bring the energy down because now the horse has been literally running right like in a circle. It's like, oh, God, there's this giant swinging whip. There's this person in the center that I don't really know telling me what to do. So you drop the whip. You literally drop the whip. You walk away from the horse. This is important. You have to turn your back to the horse. You don't make eye contact with it. And then it's the craziest thing, dude, because these are people like Thursday. I had a guy who'd literally never seen a horse in person before. Like, which is crazy, right? Like that's but there's people that live in cities that have never seen cows and all this shit. So anyway, this this kid, he's a young Navy corpsman, never seen a horse before in real life. Here he is doing this round pen exercise for like maybe eight, ten minutes. And so he drops the whip, walks away from this horse, does like a small lap around the ring. And as he approaches the horse, he touches his shoulder and then goes and stands with his back to the horse, like maybe five to 10 feet out in front of this horse. This horse walks up and touches his shoulder with his nose. And then he starts walking. This horse follows this young guy around this round pen because they built that bond within 10 minutes. Horses are fucking crazy. Awesome. I see it like every other week with my patients. I see this shit happening every other week. So 
for them to not even fucking barely even dive into that with this whole goddamn movie about rodeo and juliet is an atrocity man that is a huge mispotential because they could have given this woman something in terms of adjustment disorder and difficulties coping with her new lifestyle and maybe the horse does reject her and she has to earn its trust and she has to build this relationship and that's what grounds her and makes her want to stay like Man, they fucked up majorly with that because she even knows yeah. how to ride. Her granddad exactly. paid for her to have fucking riding lessons and all this shit. But she can't lift the fucking saddle up on the horse. That's what Jesus Christ. Like circled right here. But by the end of the movie, she's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. And she throws that bitch up on him with no problem. My favorite part is she blamed the horse for her inability to lift the saddle. But it's just, oh, that's, yeah. it's, it's mispotential, man. Like background for the mom, background for the relationship. Why the fuck? is this ranch so goddamn extravagant? Like, that does not look like a place that's struggling. Oh, mix, mix, you know, fucking property tax and this and this and this and this. Five years. Like. Five years? They didn't pay the property tax? Yeah. And he's like, he's obviously been giving riding lessons. green and manicured. Exactly. He's had people But they can't pay the electric bill. But they can pay a bunch of people to keep track of that. You know, and fucking... You know, this guy that no one knows, like Chris said, is just literally a plot device shows. I was like, oh, well, your, your dad used to train all my horses. Like, well, training horses is an expensive, expensive thing, dude. The place that we go do this therapeutic riding, the chick that owns it is some sort of I can't remember what the name of it is, something in the equine world but it's like essentially figure skating on horses you go into the circle or the square pen and you do like this cool routine. Anyway, she makes millions of dollars doing it. Because not because she wins, even though she's going to the Olympics soon for it, but because she trains other people how to fucking do it. There's so much money in training horses, dude. Mm-hmm. So for this place to be struggling, it's not a plot device I'm accepting. It just. But the thing is, the, the only difference that I say when you say this movie has potential, if you just do this, this and this, I look at it and, and you know, I'm going to go back to the car reference. Mm-hmm. If you have a car and you're like, man, this car has potential. I'm just going to remove the engine, the transmission. I'm going to redo all the electric work. Uh, I'm going to change all the suspension. Uh, You know what? I'm going to alter the body, too, because the body kind of is fucked up. I'm going to change, you know what? All the windows and all the glass and all that. I'm going to change, put new doors on it, uh, get new rims, new tires. I'll change the whole axle and everything out as well. Did you do that? Uh buy a new basically just car exactly you basically just built a new car from the ground up so that's what i look at this movie is like yeah it has potential if you just change everything about it i don't you don't have to change everything though you just have to expand would, in my that's and, and that's your opinion you I, know? I, I, I would change more than exactly that's that. what it's i'm just, saying that, I just, i'm not saying you're i right. think they could have expanded on just a few key parts and oh, this would have been a what is it on imdb like a fucking four or some shit four. it has an 18 percent audience approval rating on rotten tomatoes yeah so even the audience even the target demographic didn't like <laughs> this movie but yeah i would i would change everything man i would i would change the Freaking lead actress, or the the Juliet. daughter, so I wouldn't have to look at her face. Um, <laughs> I would change I would the title. Get, I, I would cast a mom title. that doesn't look like she's a weathered stripper. She's a gorgeous what? lady for how old she is. Come on now. If you're 90. Ooh, the mother? 
Yeah. She looks like a weathered stripper. Shit, the mother's like two years older than me. Krista, Krista <laughs> Allen or Allen, Allen, Allie, what's her name? Whatever the hell yeah. it is. Krista Allen. No, she's not. She is by no means a no, she's not a spring chicken. Like, <laughs> well, no, she's not a spring chicken, nor is she a weathered hen. She was born in seventy-one. I was born in seventy-five. All right, so you're old as dirt too. I didn't say she was as good as she is. I said she looks like a weathered hook or look like a weathered stripper. No, but I'm saying she doesn't look great. Like, I mean, you look at some other like fifty-year-old actresses. She's not a big-time actress, though. Like. <laughs> Uh, it's her mouth her mouth looks like i don't know Has she's she had, had plastic done? surgery i think she's yeah had and that's done. what makes her looks like a, yeah. that's where the, the yeah no nah, man i don't like i don't think it at all i don't think it at all i was just like yeah. Yeah. so i my biggest i don't even want to say my biggest but it's definitely up there for me because it irks me is why rodeo and juliet as the title I get that they're trying to convey that there's a love story. And of course, Romeo and Juliet, one of the greatest love stories told of all time, literally like fucking planted the seed for other love stories and set the bar and all this. Right. So there they they named it this movie. And I feel like they didn't play on the title enough. So it's it's, it's the tale of two star crossed lovers. Right. There's no, like, and I just got that his name's Monty is like a throwback to Montague. Like, okay, but like those families were feuding. They hate each other. They literally killed each other. And then you have a member from each family who falls in love. Hence creates a conflict within a conflict. And this one is just like, oh, yeah. So his uncle that took him in. Yeah, I fucking bounced on him because I didn't want to be stuck in Hicktown, USA. And so you can't date him. Huh? <laughs> like, and she kept acting like there was this big conflict between the two. Well, I mean, and he, the truth he comes out, she's like, the ranch, and she's but... like, eh. No, I mean, beforehand, like there was some big conflict between them. And then there was all of a sudden this ranch stuff. Yeah. And then the truth comes out and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we were in love. And then I just left. Yeah, which is another thing. She's like, and yeah, like, and we were engaged, but then I so discovered you, writing. I'm like, wait, so books so didn't exist until you got engaged. What the fuck? It's like, so <laughs> you're pissed at him because yeah. you left? Yeah, it was. I don't know, man. Like you dipped out on him, bitch. Why are I'm, you pissed? I would have to say that this wasn't even as good as the Hallmark movies. As the as the what? The Hallmark, the Hallmark, oh, yeah. or the Lifetime. I don't really because watch any of those. Come I've on. seen a few. I've seen a few, and those at least have a certain charm. Yes, sometimes exactly. they have a certain warmth, at least. Exactly. To and it. Like, come on, um, James, working on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, occasionally we get that dependent that wants to watch Lifetime. Yeah, and it's a movie like this, but it has. <laughs> this is like a jellyfish. <laughs> it has no spine whatsoever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. Those movies at least have. Uh, I can't even. They have cartilage. <laughs> I mean, like that. Oh man, this man. And then the love story went zero to a hundred. Like she had knew this. She she had known Monty like all of. 24 minutes yeah and already oh yeah well i'm i'm thinking about like moving down here and i believe she was in college because her paper was due by there 11, you go. 59 she, yeah, right, okay, right. okay so yeah. she's college age that makes sense yeah but she's not like 
<laughs> but yeah, man, no. it was uh, it was it was rough to say the least. And just there was moments that definitely had me going WTF. So her inability to get the saddle on the horse because that was the most half-assed try I'd ever seen. Like that just goes to show that they didn't have a, a horse that was trained because they, you know, a, that horse could have straight up like bucked, tried to kick, even bitter. It would have been even more funny if she gets the saddle on and the horse reaches back and like pulls the saddle off with its mouth like add some moments in there you know but that made me go wtf and then the whole (laughs) i'm tidying the judge's office oh look here's the will (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah you you, come on you knew you knew that was going to happen five seconds into the movie in this gray folder in a pile of manila folders and it wasn't even like a pile it was like literally three manila folders folders, and then a gray one at the bottom Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. Doesn't a will have to legally be drafted? And, you know, the judge is like, I kept telling him to do that. And he's given fucking old man humongous shit about his stuff not being notarized or dated or anything like that. Oh, yeah. But then he's just going to accept this will that was randomly found in his fucking office. (laughs) See, but the thing is, they even didn't get the notarizing part right. Because when you get something notarized, you actually have to sign the document in the presence of the notary. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the whole point. And there's a witness. You're notarizing your signature, not a signature of a dude that's already been dead. Here it is, dated, and I got it notarized. Well, you mean you wrote in the date somewhere and got <laughs> someone to stamp it? That doesn't mean shit on the fuck, dude. And, and what the hell did Hugh do at the, the, the DMV, I guess it was, when he went? What was he getting signed? It was at the DMV. He was there and um That was the notary. He was getting the That was the notary? The deed, the the will the deed, to deed yeah. or whatever the fuck it was called. Saying that he could have fifty percent of the ranch. We but need he, to move down. He, we need to move to wherever the fuck they are. He fought so hard. He's like, I want fifty percent. I I'm entitled, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of the day, I'm giving you my half of the ranch. <laughs> I want twenty percent. Whatever. We need to move wherever the fuck they are and just force them down and take over. Yeah, because apparently they just don't give a fuck down there. Not at all. But dude, that's like a, that's like a million plus dollar ranch. I guarantee it. It had I had like riding stocks, corrals, a barn, a gorgeous house that was very well maintained. All the landscaping. I had a. You know you're rich when you got one of them circle driveways, man. Like come on. <laughs> and they had land for days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, and it was all perfectly manicured, landscaped land. Yes. Fucking Monty needed to do some manscaping there. Them sideburns are getting out of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And, and 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 before we before we do end up closing this out, I do want to kind of just I would like to address one of the people that were actually in this film, mm. uh, even though they're never going to see this. But I, I wanted to just kind of like I guess like a, a an open letter, if you will, to the actress Ariel Lucius. She was the uh, she played Nan, who I guess oh. meets Juliet, and they instantly become best friends for some dumbass reason. Yeah, because um, they're girls. She, she's she, she. I just want to tell her, you know what? You're a lovely young woman, and I'm pretty sure that you will be successful in any endeavor you choose to do. 
But please stop fucking acting. (laughs) Just stop. Just don't do it. Just don't do it anymore. You do not have a future in acting. Go somewhere else. Every single time this girl's on screen, I was just like, ah, shit. She's going to say some stupid dialogue and it's going to be delivered horribly. There is one. She hugged the mother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is one actor who did worse than her, though. Oh, you mean uh, uh, Dwight McPlot device? No, 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 no. He was really bad, too. Yeah, he was bad. No, I'm talking about so nerdy, he's sexy, but he doesn't know it. Fucking oh, Mr. Yeah. DJ. Oh, the dude that literally just stands there? Yeah. <laughs> the DJ. He's in like two scenes and, or three scenes or something like that, and he just stands there? Uh, he's supposed to be DJ. That's what I was saying. Like, okay, he's just... autistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He wasn't nowhere. He wasn't anywhere near the he DJ equipment. Pounds. <laughs> and they, they were playing. What were they playing? They were playing like some rodeo Aiky, song. Breaky hard or some shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he's changes CDs. <laughs> he's yeah. going. He has he's like scratching a, on CDs. <laughs> but he has like a, a six-inch changer. Yeah, I mean, like he was. The, uh, he was the, he is the kind kid. of kid that the, all the other kids in high school vote as prom king, even though everyone knows that's bullshit. Oh, they God. just did it because they kind of feel sorry for him. Yes, man. God, that is. Oh my God, no, you're right. I I, I forgot about him completely. Yeah. I forgot my characters in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. They're either not, they're either boring and not important enough to remember or terrible enough for me to want to pen an open letter to them and convince them to go like start making bagels or some shit at a, at a Starbucks. No, I, I, I have no the, the ill will anymore. towards anybody in this movie. I have ill will towards everybody who made <laughs> no, this movie. No. Well, here, let me tell you a little thing about Hugh. I hope everything bad in the world happens to them oh, and only them. Jesus. No, 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 no. Well, Hugh, the guy, like, you know, the uncle... Guy Hugh with the bad the the mother humongous. Well, <laughs> well okay. Well, well, let me take that into the next one. He was. I looked him up on IDB, IMDb, and he was in illicit dreams and the sexual roulette. So there you go. Yeah, but no, but he was an actual horse he trainer, sound like a horse. The shut up. Let me get that shit in my mind. But he was um, he was an army ranger. Who trained horses? He went to the old guard, and he was the horse trainer. Oh, nice! Oh, shit. So why not have something with him also helping, like you know, help the girl train? I mean, I'm going, I'm going yell route now, James. Like, you and know, he's from suit. our area too. I don't know yeah, exactly. He's from he's he's from Manassas, Virginia. Yeah. Manassas is and he was actually he was part of a real ranger regiment too the 75th rangers man that's legit yeah he was second second ranger battalion that's that's where delta recruits from is the 75th rangers yeah yeah okay okay so i I wish everything bad happens to everybody else (laughs) in this movie this guy's cool he's he's good because there's obviously he was just collecting a paycheck it's like dude why would you why would you why would you fall on? Why would you do this? Why? 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 And he's a lot more. He's a lot more handsome in his IMDb picture than he is in any moment in this movie. Like, oh. I feel like they definitely uh, downplayed Whoa. his looks for this movie for some reason. They did. Well, then he was also in was it Navy SEALs versus. Yeah, he's in a bunch of like fucking Steven Seagal bullshit military shit. Uh. What, what, what's the one with the oh, the seals? Fortune. No, it's seals versus here. Let me seals. get on to him real quick. 
Oh, are you <laughs> talking about I, I was getting Delius lost in his eyes. I apologize. What were you saying? No, no, it was Seals versus Hilton. Zombies? It, it, it may be that. Seals versus Zombies. Yeah, Navy Seals. No, Navy Seals versus Demons. Jesus Christ, that's a real movie. Is that the sequel? I have no idea. <laughs> Oh man, screw this! Screw this other movie that that popped up. We're we're doing that next week. It got a four point four, <laughs> four point four on IMDb. Wow. Deep in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Deep in the Bible Belt, Navy SEALs go undercover to save a town from demons from hell who are stealing souls. <laughs> oh, absolutely, would have preferred watching this movie than the piece of shit we ended up having to sit through. Nuke the whole town. It's the only way to be sure. From the producers of Navy Seals versus Zombies, that that makes me feel better about it. The fact <laughs> that they had producers on that movie is a miracle unto itself. Oh, which brings me to my next point because I mean, y'all have like way more of a background. Like you know, y'all y'all have been doing this for a little bit longer than I have. Um, when I was watching it, I was uh, a bunch of things were going through my mind while I was in excruciating pain with this, <laughs> this You and me both, my friend. So, uh, <laughs> with the producers slash directors and all of that, wouldn't, I mean, I know I brought this up before, but wouldn't you know that this movie has, like, no spine, so to speak? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to, like, describe it. Like, if I were to make a movie, I would, because James, you know, I would call you, be like, okay, so what do you think about this? What can I do? I mean, like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm, I'm probably going to have to say that for the next, for the next show. I told you, man, this was, this was, a, I, this was a bond. This is what this, this was a fucking. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong in, in thinking what you're trying to, trying to say. Who would go into this movie and make this movie and and pour all the effort and attention and time and money into making this project and not know you were making something completely bland and ordinary and does nothing? Nothing. Like, wouldn't you know? But like, wouldn't that occur to even, you they that might you're know, making they probably don't this? care because they're making money. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, that's true. Like I, saying, I, I, like I said, I'm just trying to paraphrase Griggs, if that's what you were trying to say. Basically, I mean, like, I'm sure when um, God, Steven Spielberg goes in and he's making a movie, he calls a couple of friends who have backgrounds in those movies. So I guess, okay, so I guess his Hugh or whatever his real name is, is a horse guy. They said, okay, well, you know about horses. Let's go ahead and he can be an actor and a consultant. Or like, um, oh, what was the director? I read a little bit on him, and well, I think he's supposedly a horse guy as well. Right, Fad but the, it's Thaddeus so we Turner. talked about this like with Rogue One, man. It's it's all about like who's gonna who's really gonna fight with the studio because ultimately it's the studio's product. They're the one paying you. They're the one making the money. They're the yeah. one calling the shots essentially. So it's just like with Gareth Edwards and what's her face from Disney in Rogue One, like. Gareth fought more than most directors probably do. I mean, I'm not in the business, but I'm just on the outside looking in. This is my opinion. I feel like he definitely fought for some things. Now he didn't get all of them and Jones are, you know, already established that, 
I think on this one, the director didn't give two shits and he was just like, oh, what? You're paying me to make this movie? Fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the producers are looking at it as a, as a high interest savings account for seven months or six months, whatever the production was, because they're like, yeah, I'll give you two million dollars to make this film. I want, you know, three million back or some shit. And then later on, they can package it up and then sell it to a distribution company like streaming or something like that. And make a little bit more yeah, fucking yeah, show this on Netflix. It's, it's Hallmark, an asset. Lifetime, it's an fucking, asset. So, okay, well, all right, it's all business, man. So, so bottom line, I think, I think if you've been paying attention, I think you know absolutely my reaction to this movie. I, <clears> I would, I feel that I need an old priest and a young priest, and I need to exercise this goddamn thing from <laughs> my apartment because now I feel that it's been my entire apartment is now infested with blah. Uh, my walls have turned beige and everything is now turning into like, like everything's going like black and white. It's just, yeah. So, um, no, I hate this movie. I despise this movie. I hate that this movie exists because that's all it does is exist. Uh, I would banish it, burn it, whatever I could to just not ever have to think of this stupid film again. James, what do you think? Bottom line, what are you going to do with this movie? Bye. Add it to your, oh, you already have it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm never. I'm never gonna watch it again unless I'm in my silk robe and I got my peppermint chocolate. Um, Six DVD special edition. Yeah, now with more barrel racing. I specifically bought a projection screen so I could watch this in 8K (laughs) resolution. Um, Those those funny faces that she makes, man. I gotta see them in blistering detail. (laughs) No, man. This movie's. I'm never watching it again. If I mean, unless I'm mandated to, but uh, well, guess what? We're watching next yeah. week. <laughs> Lord, come on! I, I just did a random Netflix just to see, and I got Vanilla Sky. It's all I've already got the next movie up. Okay, so don't even worry about that. I got this down. So, yeah, Griggs I'm burning it. Oh, sorry, I thought you had more. No, 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 no. I'm, uh, and you know. Greg's already stated it, burning it, burning it, and getting getting rid of it. This, oh yeah, that's right. This, <laughs> this, like this movie thing he said. is a sin. <laughs> is a sin. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's all seven. All right, you guys, you ready to hear what we're listening or what we're watching next year? Uh, next week. Go ahead. Yeah. All excited for this. Yeah. All right. Seals versus demons. What? You're right, <laughs> we are not we are not that lucky however uh, i don't know we'll see oh we'll see my God. with his simulated kidnapping business flagging an entrepreneur jumps at a weekend abduction opportunity only to find the job isn't what it seems it is 2017's take me what? it's listed as an independent comedy uh, it stars Taylor Schilling, Pat Healy, Alicia Delmore, Jim O'Hare, Brooke Dillman. Uh, I've never heard of any of these people. So. Uh, Taylor Schilling's from Orange is the New Black. She's yeah. the main chick in that Explains one. why I've never heard of it. Yeah. Or her. So, but either way, uh, it has a pretty decent rating on IMDb. Pat so. Healy. He looks familiar, but I can't think of anything I've seen him in. Yeah, so who knows? This might be might be interesting. I think uh, you know. I think we're probably all going to end up going in in blind on this one, which is always makes for a, a curious curious uh, case. Uh, so, huh, all right, sounds intriguing. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that will wrap up episode 31 of Culture Lust. If you like what we do and you want to support us, you can always check us out on 7nerdlysins.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 7nerdlysins. You can follow James on YouTube and Twitch. He is the Day Late Gamer. That's me. He needs he needs some support and love to get off his lazy ass and actually start playing something other than PUBG. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm so good at it. I win all the time. Chicken dinners, If man. you want to join the community, you can always hit us up on Discord. Discord link is in the episode notes. If you really like what we do and you actually want to support us financially, throw a little dough our way. You can check us out. We have Patreon. Patreon.com, 7 Nerdly Sins. For, uh, for my friends, Griggs, James. That's me, man. I'm getting ready to watch uh, the sequel to this movie. Oh, hey, Chris, before you go, before we bounce, yeah. I just realized it. She's a poor man's Megan Fox. Oh, my God, she is. There you go. You yeah, fucking I, nailed it. She's a poor man's Megan Fox. And Megan wow. Fox is a, is a drunk man's something. fair enough and on that note I've been your host Chris thank you very much for joining us take care have a good day